Todd Goulet. Oh, a wise guy, eh? Nate Oliver. I'm very important. I have many leather-bound books. Taking on the tough issues. What kind of nonsense is this? And even some other stuff that really matters to no one. Cage matches? Yeah, they work. How could they not work? If they didn't work, everybody would still be in the cage. Once a week on iTunes, Stitcher, and whatever else you listen to. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. This is the Yankee Pilgrim. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town, gather round, he's making a list. Hang it out, advice. man. Oh, I gotta get that on, on record, I think. Santa yeah, too late. I see you got the record button on. <laughs> cool. Oh, so the turkey came out good, huh? Yeah, man, the turkey came out really good. Thank you. Uh, I, I definitely, I think I'm still a brine guy, um, but it it came out juicy, man. It was it was good. Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, the brine, it, it, you you can flavor it, and of course that's going to penetrate the meat. But if you do it the old Hart's Turkey Farm way, never going to have a dry bird, man. Well, and that's just it. You're never going to have a dry bird, and you're going to have a bird that tastes like a bird. Yeah. So it was. It was as I think you may have even said, turkey licious. Yes, it was definitely man. The turkey was hitting. Yeah, hey, that's what happens when you listen to me, man. Good things things happen. All right, well, let's start. Welcome to the Yankee Pilgrim. We are two New England pastors talking about ministry matters for New England. Wow, I said no, 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 New England. Yeah, you. Let me try that again. That audio is tripping. Is it? Yeah. I wonder if it's... Uh, how's your internet connection? Good. Mm. Could be mine. Mine's terrible. All right. Welcome to the Yankee Pilgrim. We are two New England pastors talking about ministry matters for New England and beyond. This is Jacob Marley, pastor of Friendship Baptist Church in Litchfield, Connecticut, joined by my business associate, the Nate Oliver to my Todd Goulet, Ebenezer Scrooge, pastor of the Federated Church in Wellington, Connecticut. How you doing, you old Scrooge? Bah humbug, man. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. Now, now how do <laughs> they say how do they say bah, bah humbug in the South? Bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put the Larry the Cable guy on that one, man. I did, man. I did, done. man. Hey, if I'm li- if I'm lying, I'm crying. <laughs> Night shed a tear. <laughs> Oh, so what are we talking about today? Christmas, man. Christmas. It's that most wonderful time of year still. And it so uh, today we're talking about, we're trying to use some discernment when it comes to all of the fantasy that surrounds Christmas time and asking the question, what about Santa Claus? Mm. What do you do as a born again Christian with Santa Claus and all the other stuff, Santa and elves and reindeer? Should you hang stockings? Should you have the Santa idea in your home? What do you do with these things? And can they pose po- problems for Christians? So I think that's that's the road that we want to go down tonight. Yeah. Should be fun and non-controversial. Yeah, I don't see any issues coming out of this program whatsoever. <laughs> so I, I've personally run into two camps of Christians on this issue. Those who you could say eschew any and all Christmas activities. Bless you. Thank you. you. Uh, They achoo any and all Christmas activities that are not directly related to Mm. 
the coming of the Christ. Uh, and now I can and do respect that. However, usually folks in that camp are very vocal about the fact that they don't have anything to do with Santa and reindeer uh, and yeah. sometimes hurtful. <laughs> and so that I don't respect. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other camp, uh, the one I think which I confess that I'm in, uh, I can and do enjoy all the non-religious aspects of Christmas. I love Santa. I love Christmas lights, the tree, the Christmas music, even the stuff that isn't decidedly religious. So as a principle, I can enjoy pretty much anything related to the fantasy built up around Christmas, as long as I'm well-rooted, and I am, you may agree, well-rooted in the truth about what Christmas is all about. And I always return to the simplicity of what Christmas Day represents. Yeah, absolutely. It can be easy to be Ebenezer Scrooge at Christmas. Especially you, uh-huh. because which camp do you fall into? I fall into my own hybrid camp. Uh, <laughs> of course you do. You, no. You're just so non-mainstream that uh, even it's with true, Christmas. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. No, okay, so here's where we fall. We I love everything related to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um I love it, man. I love the stockings. I love the Christmas tree. I love the decorations. Um, you know, uh, my family personally, we don't do Santa. Uh, I mean, we teach them about the historic reality of St. Nicholas, mm-hmm. and we've just chosen as a family not to do that um, because I, I, I personally think there can be some problems with doing that, uh, and we could talk about that later if you want. But, yeah, I uh, – I, I love the Christmas season. Okay. I love it. So you talk about the the, the history that surrounds St. Nicholas. He was a historical figure, right? Fourth century from what? I believe Turkey, in the area of Turkey. Rich man. Yeah. Parents died when he was young, uh, and he gave that away in the service of Christ. Yeah, and I mean, you know, one, and it's probably an apocryphal account, Um has him, I think you used the term last episode, dope slapping um, someone at the Council of Nicaea. Yeah. Um, because he was yeah. That Christ. was a dope slap. So, I mean, they de- there's definitely an apocryphal story about him uh, socking a guy for heresy. So, mm-hmm. and that I love. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Where it was, uh, who was it? Was it Arminius? No. No, it was a uh, different, different time period. I, I, yeah. Uh, gosh, off the top of my, it was Arius. 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 Okay. That's right. Yeah. So he did, he, he walked across the room and slapped him in the face or as so Jack we're told, man. Yeah, I mean, this big guy with a, you wreck yourself. that's right. He was wearing this big red coat and big belly and he went and slapped him across the face with a Christmas and, ham or something. And he was like, I'm watching you every day and every night and I'm going to climb and sneak in your window. <laughs> And leave stuff. He said, I'm it's not a, creepy at all. I'm making a list and I'm checking it twice. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not here to judge. But wait. Yes, I yes, am. Yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> oh man. There's also the legend about um, he went to the the house of these three sisters at night and put bags of money inside so that they could get married. And that's kind of where the whole gifting concept comes from. The non Christian aspect of Christmas. Of course, we understand that the gifts are representative of the gifts coming from the wise men, the gift of salvation, and so on. So there's a lot of, there's even a lot of fantasy built up around the history of, of St. Nicholas. But uh, so you, um, you had said something earlier before we started recording about 
about telling the truth. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just for us personally, we, we felt like, um, we would just, so when it comes to Santa Claus, I think the best, um, for us is we, we decided we would tell the truth about Santa Claus. And to be honest, we never really did it, uh, with our kids and haven't done it with our kids, but we, you know, we've got friends who do. And, um, my advice is always just, you know, if you, if you, we've told our kids, people play pretend like Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I think once kids start asking about it, and this was my parents, this is what they did. Um, uh, they did Santa Claus with us as a kid. I've got no scars from it. Uh, that I know of, well, maybe (laughs) therapy will bring that out. Um, But I, I remember they had a policy of once we asked, they were going to tell us the truth. Yeah, that's a good policy. Um, yeah, it is. Because honestly, I've met kids who believe in Santa way too late in life. And frankly, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it really, it really is. When you're an 11, 12-year-old young man and you still believe in Santa, man, when your friends find out you still believe in Santa, it's going to be brutal. For me, I was actually uh, candidating at this church that I'm at now when somebody told me that. And I, <laughs> it almost ended my, my career here. I, it was a tough you day. You went into a deep, dark depression. It was a dark day. And I, what about reindeer? What about the reindeer? Well, well, and I will, and I will tell you this, because, you know, Santa and the elf on the shelf, I do... What, and, and again, I don't want to be too theology nerd about it, mm-hmm. but I do think what Santa is teaching is the way our culture does it is contrary to the gospel. Oh, yeah, of course. It, it is, hey, it, it is we are going to use gifts to bribe you into behaving. And he, hey, he's watching you and he's going to find out if you're naughty or nice. Well, newsflash, we're all naughty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. um, so <clears throat> I think, again, I don't know anyone who takes it that seriously, but, um, you know, yeah, so that's, that's where we're at, man. We don't do it, but I also don't want my kids to ruin it for other kids. I mean, eventually they can, and I'll be fine with yeah, that. So they don't stand uh, up at kindergarten and start yelling about Santa, right? And how evil it is. Yeah, and you know what? If they do, they do. <laughs> what am I, what am I going to say? They, they, you know. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so I will tell you though. Last year, I saw a clip. There was a pastor going to the mall and trying to. I, I'm going to say, "quote share the gospel," where people are in line to see Santa, and he's like, "Santa's not real." And it's like, "Dude, get a life, get a life." <laughs> You're not Santa. Yeah, <laughs> you sit on. Yeah, a, I mean, he was. You sit on a he throne was, of lies. You smell like yeah, beef and cheese. Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, that that's taking it too far. That is. Uh, yeah. That just goes right over the line of uh, of even good taste from a perspective of trying to be theologically correct because you're you're breaking all kinds of other things that you shouldn't be doing. So uh, I I came up with some suggestions for people that are in both camps, um, yeah. and so I'll start with those that are in your, the camp that you're in, the Ebenezer Scrooge type camp. <laughs> uh, so suggestions for those that are in the let's call it the Avoid Santa camp. I only have one piece of advice, and that is don't be a Pharisee about it. Uh, mm. Most Christians will respect your decision, but just allow some grace. Uh, that, like that pastor going into the mall and berating anyone waiting in line for Santa. That's 
you're, you're losing sight of the purpose of, of all the stuff that's happening this time of year. And you can use that for the gospel as opposed to using it against the gospel. Because frankly, if that guy's a pastor and I'm not a believer and he's telling me all this stuff while my little three-year-old girl's waiting in line, I ain't coming yeah. to your church. No, maybe even deck you. Yeah, and, probably. And then, you you know. know, the the pre-Christ <laughs> version of Todd Goulet likely would have. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so my my suge- second part of this then, <laughs> sorry, man, I, I had to mute myself. <laughs> Um, that was the most awkward pause ever. Yeah, I had to mute myself because <laughs> some other things were starting to come out. Um, the the <laughs> second thing then is <laughs> is suggestion for those in the camp that uh, let's say love Santa, and I, I fall into this camp. Uh, I think I'd start with the same thing. Don't be a Pharisee about it. Yeah, I mean, if you love Santa, congratulations. Your brother or yeah. sister in Christ may not, and that's their deal. You know, don't start buying them Grinch t-shirts or calling them Ebenezer like I call you. Um, yeah. You know, we don't we don't want to be Pharisees about it in the other direction uh, because it could be just as damaging and just it's just not helpful at all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I think, um, you know, a lot of these things are individual households, um, you know, uh, their decision and. Um, I think as long as we are not breaking any of God's commands and and what we choose to do, do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And I and I will say this: <clears throat> as I've gotten older and my kids have gotten older, you know, there are those things that you can you can hold to hardcore when your when your kids are little or uh, before even before you have kids, and then as you get older, it's like, yeah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, like, I feel like I've gotten that way about this issue. Yeah, like, you're that way about a lot of things, I think. You're just yeah, like, man, I don't true. care about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the second bit of advice I'd have for those that are in the, <laughs> in the Santa camp is don't take it too far. Um, don't let the fantasy replace or confuse or mix with the reality. Uh, don't let it cloud the true meaning of Christmas. I, I mean, you got to root yourself always in the gospel anyway, uh, root yourself in the advent of Jesus. And then from that starting point, enjoying all of this other stuff just makes it sweeter. And, and certainly in my life, it makes it sweeter because I'm rooted. My family's rooted. Um, after dinner tonight, we were actually the copy of the catechism book that you gave me from the Willington church. That's what we're using after dinner now. I took the app off my phone and actually using the book now. So they're rooted in the theology of the Bible. And so they can truly enjoy these other things and not be damaged by it in the long run. Yeah. 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 And I I think another bit of advice is don't forget the simplicity of Christmas and the meaning of the coming of Jesus. Uh, I know that kind of lends itself for the last point, but... Uh, don't lose the simplicity of what this time of year is all about. And uh, the next episode that we'll produce next week, we're going to be talking about how to advent, how to advent as a family or, or uh, as a single person or, or whatever it is. And part of that is, is retaining the simplicity of the coming of the Messiah and the mu- the beauty and the majesty of that. Um, yeah. So don't lose the simplicity. And the last bit is, and use the opportunities that God gives you when you're out, and about enjoying all these secular traditions for the gospel. 
you know, the pastor that you were talking about that is berating people waiting in line to see Santa. Why couldn't he just be handing out invitation cards for their Christmas Eve service instead? Yeah, or even hot chocolate. Yeah, here's some hot chocolate, and here's an invitation to our Christmas Eve service. Because once they're in the church, they're going to listen to what you have to say, and you could share the gospel, and you get people rooted in salvation, and then all these other things will start to work themselves out in their lives. Absolutely, yeah, man. So that's that's kind of my that's kind of my nutshell approach to this whole topic. Is regardless of the camp that you're in, have have some grace about it. Uh, and yeah, and chill out a little. Chill bit. out, man. Check yourself. <laughs> Check yourself. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, so here's the question on everyone's mind, Nate. Everyone that's listening today, what happens at your house on Christmas morning? Oh man. <clears throat> well, I've got four young children, so there's not a lot of mystery about what happens at <laughs> my house. Um, you know, so <clears throat> we, um, well, last Christmas we had church because it was Sunday. You had church on Christmas? Yeah, man. We're not, we're not one of those churches that cancels, baby. Oh, I thought you were a mega, um, you're, you're a mega church, man. I thought you just did it whenever you <laughs> wanted to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, uh, we get up and typically what we've done is we read through the Christmas story. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. And we do, my dad did that with us growing up and, so then, you know, I think what we've done, like, it, and some of it depends on what grandparents' house we're at. We'll um, we'll go open stockings and chill, and man, it's just an easy chill day. That's cool. If we're not having to travel, man, we lay low, keep it real, keep it chill. How about you? Yeah, well, my kids are older, um, so when my kids were little, it was very similar. Uh, they, I, we, we put a moratorium on them getting up before six a.m. Uh, and, yeah. and so we, we would let them get up. If you get up at six, you could go down and get the, your stocking and you can open anything that's in your stocking. And, um, when mom and I wake up, which was usually around seven, we'll come down, I'll make a cup of coffee and then the festivities will begin. Usually by then the grandparents were there. Um, since we've lived in Connecticut and my kids are older, uh, I still have a moratorium on them getting up too early. Cause even my teenage daughters are are giddy and they're up really early and they're giggling in there. <laughs> so, so you got to make sure that they're <laughs> kind of hold them back a little bit, but then we, you know, we do the same thing. We open the stockings and, uh, um, some coffee, got to always have coffee. And then we just chill out as a family. We start cooking oh, for our, lots of coffee. Yeah, man. We start, uh, cooking for, uh, for Christmas, uh, dinner. And then we just kind of hang out in our PJs and watch Christmas movies and, and chill out. Nice, man. Yeah. So did you guys, uh, are you guys going with ham for Christmas dinner? Did you decide? Well, so, so one thing we're traveling. Oh, okay. Which is always fun. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Not really. (laughs) No, it'll, it'll, it'll be good. So what we do, like my, my mom, so we, she does like, we do like a big breakfast, Nice. but she does like, these breakfast casseroles. Ooh. So, you know, she's a she's a good southern woman, so she got that casserole game on oh, yeah, tight. Baby. Um so we'll do that. So we we'll actually this year, because um, Christmas is Monday, we'll we'll take it slow and easy because Christmas Eve will be pretty busy church wise. Yep. We'll take it slow and easy 
and then we'll get up to my parents' house, and then we then we're coming back because we're not doing Christmas with Tracy's family till Friday. Wow. Um, so we're traveling a good bit this year, which we normally haven't had to do. Um, so it's going to look a little different, but it'll be good. And, um, you know, each family, man, it's a feast and we have a good time. That's awesome. And it's just nice to see everybody, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want Mrs. Oliver to cook for me as well. Your mom, not Tracy. I'm sure Tracy's a cook as well, but, uh, yeah. I, I, she is man. so we may just drop in for this breakfast casserole on christmas day and say hey what's up we were just passing you by <laughs> you're like we were just passing by in new hampshire yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah so for us we're all kind of scattered geographically so our christmas is here with with just my family and my dad's in florida for the winter and my sisters are in new hampshire so we don't get as get together as much uh when we lived in new hampshire we did yeah. uh, we had we had a, a time together Christmas afternoon uh, and I do miss that. So if my sisters are listening, I miss you girls. Not a lot, <laughs> but I do miss them. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, just, just at Christmas. <laughs> so what else, what else are you into right now? Oh man. Well, <clears throat> I'll save this for the next episode, but there's a cool advent resource, um, uh, that I'm into. So, um, gosh, man, what am I into? Um, man, how about you guys? <laughs> uh, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm recovering from Thanksgiving right now. I'm actually in a detoxification program. Um, I, cause I'm pretty sure that if somebody cut me right now, I would bleed turkey gravy. Uh, mm. <laughs> so just try to recover. We had a great Thanksgiving. So I'm just uh, kind of into that. We had a good Thanksgiving too. Of course, my son wasn't here, but we put a little picture of him on the table for a little while, but that got weird. And so yeah, we took, I, some, I, I we took some pictures that. of it and sent it to him. So it was pretty funny. But no, we had a good uh, we had a good Thanksgiving. I didn't do a blessed thing for about three or four days. Um, nice. Pastor Rob preached uh, this last Sunday, which meant I had the weekend off. Uh, but I did have the opportunity to baptize six people, which mm. was really cool. And we're going to be baptizing boy three or four more right at the beginning of the new year. So I'm I'm really into just how God's blessing our church, and I'm, I'm very thankful for it. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. So what I'm into right now is still thinking about this meal I had Friday night. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tracy and I, uh, my in-laws kept the kids for two nights. We went to Boston one night. Wow. And uh, I realized why I hate Boston so much. I parked and for an hour and 20 minutes on Friday and got charged a, a, a nice $42. Woo. Mercy. Uh, I was ha- I was happy. Yeah. Um, so we went, we went to Boston and then we went to Providence, but uh, a friend of mine, his brother's one of the owners of a restaurant in Boston called the citizen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he took care of us, man. It was amazing. I had a big lamb shank. Mm. Um, yeah. It was off the hook, man. Did you have a flagon so of mead with it? Oh man. No, not a flagon of mead, but yeah, it was good. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, yeah. So if you're in the Boston area, check out the citizen. Cool. It is um, amazing. That's awesome, man. Well, hey, yeah. that's going to do it for today's episode. Go out to iTunes, leave us a review. You slackers, it's easy to do from your computer, even easier to do from the podcast app on your phone. If you're on Facebook, you can share this episode with your friends. You, should, you can subject them to the holiday shenanigans that is the Yankee Pilgrim. You can even leave us a review on Facebook as well. Head on out to our website, yankeepilgrim.com, to join the conversation. Until next time, Ebenezer, my old business friend, I will give you the last word. 
Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Doesn't sound like Ebenezer at all. <laughs> Sorry, I was, do- I was doing Santa. All right, man. <laughs> Later. You better watch out. You better oh, yeah. well, that was good. That's a, that was a good one. That's a fun one. A pretty light one. Yeah, yeah. I'll give, I'll give this head fast. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake.